They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper. Homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner ain't 15 Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby. And you're now listening to the Powercast. And we will be recapping Power, Book 2, Ghost, Episode 4. And the title of this episode is The Prince. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., how you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Good, good. And also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I'm doing wonderful. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, so, um, of course, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about with this episode. Uh, you know, it was quite a spicy episode. Um, but... You know, we, we, we did have another voice clip that we're going to play before we kind of get into our thoughts. Um, it's from Robert Silver again. So, you know, he's just given his reactions to this episode. Um, but, you know, if you do, if you guys do want to send your clips in, be sure to send it to, you know, Gary at the coalition dot com um, and just put like in the subject, just put power, um, you know, power cast voice note or something like that just so i can you know quickly identify what it is because i get like hundreds of emails per day in that inbox so you know i just want to be able to like see it quickly uh but yeah it's very important <laughs> i i wouldn't say that but people are always trying to find me for stuff so <laughs> but but yeah, um, so let, let me play this clip real quick. You know, uh, Robert has some pretty interesting thoughts on this episode that we're going to get into. So let me play it real quick. Hey, what's up, fellas? This uh, latest episode of Power was just plain nasty. I don't understand why all the frivolous sex. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add anything to the storyline. And now I understand that next week is the mid-season finale and there's no word until when the next five episodes will air uh this sounds like stars stealing money from its subscribers it just doesn't make any sense uh i'm glad i don't subscribe to stars i watch it through uh nefarious uh methods but this this episode really pissed me off uh, and it looks like eventually they're going to have uh, Tariq take his clothes off. And by the way, we finally found out his real age is 17. Uh, unrealistic storyline. Unrealistic show. Fellas, talk to y'all soon. Hey, what's... Okay, so real quick, I just want to say, you know, um, we do not condone watching power through nefarious memes at all. Um, I, I love stars. I love Courtney Camp, I love 50 Cent So I just want to say that first and foremost Um, and Yeah, uh, that That's quite a reaction there and I'm pretty sure You know, a few of us kind of Echo some of the sentiments and the frustrations That, you know, Robert just Uh, displayed 
uh, and I'm hearing that echo right there. Uh, did you have something to say about that, Dana? About you know what Robert just said. I I. The, 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 okay, one, no one is forcing anyone to subscribe to Stars. You can easily cancel the subscription until the show comes back on, and the show most likely will return in January. That's how mid-season finales work. They did that a lot with other shows on even basic cable. Um, the thing with the show and the sex scenes, I just want to know if that was the same energy that, that you had when during power because I had to wade through a whole bunch of sex scenes with that um, the problem is with this show it's a lot of characters that they're, they're, the writers are putting in a lot of characters that people don't really care about so whatever their actions are which may include a sex scene people don't really care about but just to say the sex scenes itself is wrong or not right I don't understand that Okay, well, we're going to unpack that um, because, you know, I will say one thing. I think the problem is, like, I don't think people, like, people are used to sex scenes in power, but I think, I feel like the ones we saw in this one, in this episode, was just, like, it's, you know, it's the reason behind why they happen that kind of has, you know, people a little up in arms. But but, um, thanks again to Robert, and, you know, we encourage other people to send in their thoughts, you know, about power and everything, and we'll play it. Um, and, and we'll discuss it, you know, discuss what everyone says. I, I want this to be like a community, you know, so definitely uh, send in your clips and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss things. So let's get right into the episode so we can, you know, begin to unpack some of these things uh, that are, you know, kind of floating in the air right now. So before we get to the juicy stuff, obviously there's, you know, there's some other house cleaning we ought to do here. Uh, with regards to, you know, other stories that are going on in the show and everything. So I want to get right to, you know, uh, the new characters that were kind of introduced in this episode. Um, so, you know, the first one we saw was, um, I guess his name was uh, Sebastian, uh, but they called him Bash, uh, Bash Stern. Um, so this guy, you know, is basically Stern's partner um, and... You know, to, the, the episode starts with Tariq, you know, visiting him. He believes he's visiting Stern, but, you know, this guy is sitting there. And uh, basically, he's trying to, you know, set up this application that he can use to kind of distribute his, uh, you know, his product at the college. And, you know, the app acts as um, basically a, a tutoring app where you can request, you know, some tutoring uh, for certain you know subjects or whatever so that's a pretty interesting scene and you know um i want to ask you guys like because we've seen previously in other episodes that you know when Tariq was talking to 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 tasha his mom he said that you know he has an idea how to do things differently and make it work and everything so is this like his uh master plan like his, his big idea that he had like this app basically uh, what do you think of that, Rich? Yeah, uh, I do think that's what the master plan was. But uh, one issue I do have with this, which I will also get into when we talk about a few other topics, it appears as though this app has come out of thin air. Uh, 
where it was a idea where it was suggested that he has a, a idea in the previous episode and then at the beginning of this episode the app is already created no explanation as to how the app was made nothing of the sort because all that happened off camera so yeah but i will say this the idea of creating the app um and I'm, dana will get into this also but the idea of creating the app uh and making use of selling the uppers the downers and the weed through the app i have to say it's a good idea for this for, 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 for the show but it is not an original idea but yes still a good way to explain how Tariq is is able to do this whole thing with his business so i will give him that <laughs> yeah because my thing is it's like you know so so who so was this all Tariq's idea to to, to make this app kind of thing because like I'm thinking, like if you had the means to get an app like this, you know, did they, did this already exist first of all, or did he like have it created or something? That's a great question. Uh, it, I mean, you're gonna laugh when you hear this. <laughs> I I did a search for this app on the App Store um, because I wanted to know if there is an app similar to this that's out there, and obviously. It was not found. So, I mean, right. I believe, obviously, I do think it's, it's possible for, for anyone to create an app. You know, they, there are definitely tools where that's that could be possible. But again, we didn't see that process of it being created because that was, again, done off camera. If it was, you know, how they acquired that, all that was done off camera because they're just trying to accelerate the story and show you what he's doing to make money. So I guess uh, that doesn't matter. But uh, if I was working on this show, I would have shown exactly how the app came about. Because all you heard was he had an idea. And then all of a sudden, the next episode, oh, yeah, I have an app I'm using now. (laughs) And it's already blowing up. So that's a little ridiculous. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, (laughs) because my thing is, uh, I guess we're supposed to believe that, you know, Sebastian had this made for him or whatever and set it up and everything like that. Um, well, but oh, good. Well, 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 no, that that's that's not that's not the case because we saw that at the beginning of the episode, Tariq was already using the app, and then that was what he used to leverage his conversation with Sebastian about this is the business that I'm doing, and you know you can get a cut just so long as Stern doesn't know about it. So he definitely acquired whether whether it's an app that already exists or one that was created. I think they intentionally. It just ignored that and they just said we need to show that Tariq has already has a way of making money because there's other th- other stories we have to tell because there's so many characters on the show we have to tell those stories also so but yeah I, I think it would have been great to at least get it, 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 didn't, it didn't really require a lot of work to show if the app was made or what they, but they said we're not going to bother with that which I think is ridiculous but yeah but no uh, uh, Sebastian is just in on the partnership. He didn't have anything to do with creating the app. So okay, well, I I don't know. Like maybe there's there's something I'm I missed in a previous episode or something. Because sometimes this happens where like you know there's a little brief brief sentence that's spoken in an episode that leads up to something else, and then you know because it's a small sentence, we don't even like really realize you know what what happened I- and until it happens, and then the commenters you know are basically telling us that you know we missed something but um you know you know I, well, well you know what go ahead let, let, so, sorry i don't want to cut you off let me make this comment real quick and then we got to get dana's opinion um 
I think that when Tariq had that conversation with Simon Stern and t- Simon Stern was talking about how they used to do their thing back in the day, that's probably where he got the idea because they because you know he was talking about drugs that that they were using and stuff like that. So that's probably how he got the idea. But how he modernized it. It would have been good to get a better idea of how that came about because I, I don't recall seeing any of that in the previous episodes. But if there are any commenters that did pick up on this stuff in either of the other episodes, please let us know. But I don't recall seeing anything um, in terms of how this was created. Uh, so we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, because like I, I feel like you could have, there could have been like you know at least. Uh, a, a scene that was, you know, maybe like twenty seconds or or twenty to thirty seconds in a previous episode that just showed us this process of this app, you know, coming it to fruition. Um, that exactly would've, that would have given just some more context, you know. Um, yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent because they took the same amount of time to actually show you how the app works and how the drugs are connected to certain certain you know if someone wants to study math well that's what we'll send that person weed stuff like that so they definitely could have taken a small amount of time to explain how the app came about i agree 100 percent with that yeah yeah and i i don't know like there's a chance this could be a common thing at universities right now like and we just don't know i i, I don't know but let us know commenters because sometimes they fill in the blanks but i feel like either way this could have been set up a lot better um, mm-hmm. You know, just so there is some more, uh, you know, substance there. But you know, um, what do you guys think of you know Sebastian Stern suddenly showing up and everything? Uh, you got any thoughts on that, Dana? Do you, do you like the character at all? Oh, can I like go back because you skipped me during the oh, previous yeah, 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 of course you can. opinion of the app? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yay, women exist. Um, the concept of a drug app is not anything. It's not new. Uh, there were plenty of kids who have done it before. They actually made the news when kid was facing 40 years um, for at the University of Santa Cruz. He had like molly, mushrooms, weed, regular kid stuff. Another one had meth and heroin, which is, you know, I hope you're not taking meth in school. But um, the concept of a drug app is not anything new. Uh, which, I, But in terms of this show, I thought it was really smart. And it showed the difference and kind of the similarities between Ghost and Tariq, where, yes, they're both drug dealers, but you see the tech, technological differences. Because I, back then, during that time of um, Ghost's heightened you know, drug dealing thing, apps and things was not that huge. At least I don't believe so. Like the height of his drug dealing. Yes, he could have done it later on. But it just goes to show how um, Tariq is that kind of forward thinking and how they use modern technology, especially with the concept of a whole college. How you can get a direct line of profit right to the person by simply using an app. I thought that was a really smart thing as well. And the app, by the way, was called Banana Plug for the, the real life app where the kid got indicted for like 40 years. Um, I know. Like, so I thought so that that was really has, smart. Has there been an app though where it's like you know you're you're ordering tutoring from someone? No, it's not tutoring. It was an, it was a gaming app. Okay. Would sign up for the game and through a series of combinations order what drugs you wanted. Right. 
was smart, though. Still the same concept. But the tutoring aspect, that was really smart. I like that as well. Um, so I think that it showed, like, you know, that whole forward thinking and use of technology. But it also shows the same mindset that he has of his father. So I kind of, I really like that. The whole thing with them not showing the app being built is a lot of things the show doesn't show, but it's a lot of things the show does show that nobody really cares about, which is kind of weird. But um, I think that it, you know, you just have to assume that it was through the the, the white kid that actually sat down and built this app, because I don't really recall um, Tariq being more of like a numbers. Engineer, computer guy. Unless I missed a whole storyline through power, yeah. so I'm going to just assume it was the other guy. Yeah, because that—that's why I really want. But to I know thought that whole yeah. Because I just want to know how the app came about in the first place. Like, because if it was created specifically for Tariq, you could make money off that, and you wouldn't even need to sell drugs. So that—that's—that's that's my point with that. And also when it comes to app building It really depends on You know the the basic function And how long it takes But usually it's months But I guess in the realm of You know power In the power universe Remember when they had to go in And rescue Tariq From the kidnapping And when he got beaten by oranges And that was like Oh look In one hour Let's raise all this money So you know In the power universe We're building an app that takes months in just a matter of what uh, 24 hours yeah so Dana um, real quick if you could is it possible you could turn the volume down just a, just a little because um, we are hearing some feedback here uh, and maybe you know changing the volume will kind of improve it a little bit but um so what the volume has changed Perfect, that sounds great. So what do you think of Sebastian himself, like the character? Sebastian is the guy who was who was the partners with, right? Um so is Stern's partner. I Simon feel Stern. that at this Stern's oh, Stern's partner. Eh, I don't know yet. It's a lot of characters that they keep putting in here. Um, I think we just have to kind of wait and see, but he's a little sneaky. There's a lot of characters that they keep adding on the show. Yeah, and I think I think overall, me and Rich were talking about this actually. I think they're going for more of like a younger look in the show, um, like because they're introducing a lot well, yeah. of like, new younger characters. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, it's supposed to be a college thing, and it has its own voice, but yeah, it's a lot younger. What was you going to say, Rich? Yeah, uh, the point that I was going to make is that um, when we had our discussion earlier about them going for the younger generation, yeah, what I meant is that they are trying to recreate power for with younger characters in mind but the characters are in some way related to characters that have already been on the show. So with Simon Stern, you have Sebastian, his uh, partner, who is just as sneaky as he is uh, and willing to do, to do business. And then you also have Riley, which is Sax's niece, which is also doing sneaky things to help out 
her uncle. So, yeah, you know, it, it pretty much is them, I feel, trying to recreate power uh, by using younger characters and um, and just uh, overall keeping that vibe going just to try to make this feel appear as though it is a new type of show. Um, but, yeah, that, that was the only comment that I was going to make on that because that, that's what it felt like to me even when we was talking on past episodes about Brayden and Tariq. And they had that little handshake reminded me of Tommy and Ghost. Um, so, yeah, th- that's that's all it feels like to me. They're just trying to recreate uh, the magic of the other characters that were in that was in the previous Power Series. But they're just doing it through characters that are related for like a new generation to characters that have already been on the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So. Do you think that we're going to see like more of um, you know Stern, like a uh, Sebastian Stern, than than the actual Stern moving forward? Yeah, I, I think that is exactly what the intent was because uh, they want you to focus on this character, and since this character is dealing with Tariq, that is the equivalent of when James St. Patrick had to deal with Simon Stern. So that's the whole reason of them introducing this other character as someone who you're going to see more often than not. You know, we probably will see Stern again at some point. But for now, when the times we don't see Stern, I guess we're going to see his uh, significant other, Sebastian. So, um, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, like another thing I'll say as well is like the fact that we're seeing like new and younger, you know, versions of old characters I feel like those older characters are now, um, you know, at risk of being killed off the show completely. So, uh, that... <laughs> I don't see that. You know why I don't see that? Because we have other spinoffs that's still in the works. So they might just end up drifting over there. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think there's at least, you know, one or two of, of the older characters that, that, you know, may end up getting killed. Uh, I'm, I already I'm not, know I'm that. I'm not saying all like... of them. I'm not saying all of them, but, you know... Some of them are. Well, well, hold on. But well, well, hold on. I want to hear what Dana has to say. Just a quick question, though. Just out of curiosity, who are these people that you think are going to get killed? Who me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was going to segue <laughs> into something, but so I'll let Dana go first. Uh, okay. So yeah. I, all right. Like, what, what, what was you about to say? What was you about to say? Dana? I felt that there are kid characters who's more likely to get killed than the adult ones. I mean, oh. if we're drawing a parallel between. The first, you know, the first power series and this one, I feel that, what is it? The guy who's Brandon, Brandon, right? Is is it Brandon? Brandon? Brayden. Brayden. Sorry. I feel that Brayden, because of his outrageousness and how he, you know, kind of flaunts everything that he's doing, I feel that he will have to be killed off. Um, Probably by Tariq. Who knows, but yay, Tariq, if he does it. Um, I feel that the guy who is Mary J. Blige's son, who's the hothead, he won't die this season, but eventually he will. I view him as, I don't know, I would say a Dre character, but I just feel that he has to go as well. I also feel Mary has to go, or at least that acting. Um, But... Yeah, that would be my top three so far. Oh, and the girl. The girl that um that Tariq likes has to go. Oh, wow. You, you think well, one of his girls are going to go? 
Well, actually, it's, to, it's, 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 two, it's, it's two girls. So no, but wait. there's one that he likes, likes, and then there's the one that he's like likes because of drug thing. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, we're, we're going to get all the way into that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead just yet. But, uh, but yeah, so another, you know, uh, those are, you know, interesting predictions there, Dana. Um, but, you know, <laughs> l- let me segue into something I, I feel, you know, it might happen. So the other new character we saw was Riley, you know, who is a younger character. And she is actually Cooper Sax's uh, niece. And, you know, we see that she got herself into some trouble and everything. Um, and, you know, they bring her into Sax's office so, you know, he can deal with her. But then he, you know, he, he thinks to use her as a spy, basically, by uh, planting her, you know, at, at the campus and everything where Tariq is. So she can uh, find some dirt or, you know, find out something. I don't know. But, um, you know... Uh, we see that she kind of strikes um, some kind of, you know, flirtation with Brayden. And she even, you know, briefly talks to Tariq and everything. And she takes some photos and everything that end up with sex. Um, so, you know, my thing is like, um, so we have a new kind of annoying character who's investigating the main characters. And it, <laughs> <laughs> you, you could look at it as this is Sax's successor. And this makes me feel like... Sax is is it's open season on Sax right now. Like he could die this season, or he could end up in prison. Like anything could happen. But I don't see Sax being in this show for for too much longer. To be honest with you, so like you know, I, I feel like maybe this Riley character has a longer standing in the show than Sax does at this point. Um, and I'm looking at Sax as kind of a sacrificial lamb. I feel like. Either he's going to be used in the case, you know, to, to help Tasha, or he, he may end up, you know, deceased. So, you know, that was so, the point I was trying to make. But go ahead, Rich. I, I just want to make a quick comment on that. It would make sense for that to happen. But in, in, in because of the circumstances with Tasha, I think because now, well, I don't, I don't want to go too far ahead, but I will just say because that they, they are building this case against Saks. I could see them being successful in getting Sax as the person that they want to put away, and then he gets killed. So that means now Tasha can't get up; she can't she can't get free because the person they were trying to pin it on has been killed or arrested for whatever reason. So uh, I definitely could see that happening, but uh, you know, we'll see what ultimately what path it is that they're going to take. But that that's a good point. I, I definitely could see that character, you know, going away. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, so what did you think of Riley and that character? Well, it, I think what they're telling you again. You, you look at how they introduced the character. She got in trouble, and just like her, her uncle, who always gets in trouble. Um, it was very clear throughout this whole episode that, like you said, it's open season on Sax because you know uh, Method Man. Uh, this guy has been going after. He's been going. They went after Sax this whole episode. They tried to cover every base to get him in trouble. Even talking to uh, Blanco. Um, I mean, yeah, they tried to do everything they can to try and and get this guy, catch this guy in a lie. So I feel like, like you said, it's a matter of time before something happens to that character. Um, but when it's going to happen, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, them introducing this Riley character. 
And then also throwing in the fact that, like you said, she was very flirtatious with Brayden. We don't know if that's going to lead to a relationship between the both of them or whether or not she's just playing him to get to to, to, to Tariq. Because it looked to me like she was she was legit interested in Brayden. But again, you know, she has other intentions, but, you know, we don't know because she, we also know that she's into smoking and stuff like that. And of course, Brayden can give her all the product that she needs if she wants that. So it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic uh, is shifted as the show continues because she can either, you know, turn on Brayden and Tariq as originally planned or she can turn on Sax. So, I mean, we just have to see how, how it's uh, all going to play out. But it is good to introduce the character because we know that Sax has always been somebody who will do whatever he has to do, whether it's legal or illegal, to get what he needs to get. So him you, employing his own niece to get involved in all of this, it is totally makes sense for the character to do that. So I'm curious to see what the payoff is, but I don't imagine it's going to be positive as far as what actually happens. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and and what do you think, Dana? Like, what, you, any thoughts on Riley? The new, the new yeah, I, just, I don't. You, the thing is, none of this seems legal <laughs> at all. So, if that is the thing, they can easily throw out the case. So, I don't understand why he's using her. It's like some weird quest of desperation. That is not legal unless she's like actually belongs to the firm, is a PI or whatever. I don't understand why he's using her. And I just kind of feels like it is a not fully thought out plot just to add more characters. And as you said, to kind of play the Stern character. But I also don't see Stern dying. I see him. If I can't see him dying, wait. I see him. Sax. Sax. Sorry. Sax. I do see in prison. I can't see him dying yet. Okay. And that. And here's the thing. Sax has already proven himself in court to be unreliable, and to do things shady and dirty. So I just don't see the whole thing with the niece actually working out in court. Yeah, like, do do we even know what kind of compelled uh, Sax to to send his niece on a mission like that? Like, I mean, I know he's been getting pressured by, you know, Method Man's character, um, so maybe that made him feel like he needed to uh, spy on Tariq because, you know, they're putting so much pressure on him. But was there, like, a moment that made him think, oh, I, I need to find out what Tariq's doing or something? Yes, because they want to figure out how is it that Tariq is able to afford De- Declan McLean. So he's trying to get answers as to how Tariq is making his money so that he's able to keep this lawyer uh, there on, on, on the actual case for Tasha. Because uh, they did have that discussion in this episode. They wanted to figure out why, how is he able to still make this money? And then that was when he decided that he was going to have her uh, try to find out what information she, she knows about Tariq or whatever she could find out about how he's... Uh, doing what he's doing right now okay yeah that that makes sense then um so like my thing is about uh that is um and rich we actually you know we we discussed this episode before recording and um you know you picked up just like i did the fact that um tariq 
has become super calculating, like the like the original <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he he's pretty much Jamie St. Patrick in you know seasons one through four of of original Power. Um, you know how he could just outthink everyone, um, and it seems like Tariq has now in suddenly inherited that ability, um, and. You know, um, I feel like Tariq saw right through Riley and he, he knows that she's looking for something. Maybe he doesn't know that she's related to Sax, but um, yeah, I, I think he knows that she was fishing for something and he probably saw her, you know, taking pictures and doing all this stuff. Um, and I feel like he is going to, you know, figure out um, the connection and he is going to use her against Sax in some way. Um, I, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I'll agree. And, may, and maybe he will be the one that can, uh, if she needs a hit or whatever, he can supply her and tell her, "Oh, I'll get you a, wh- a whole bunch of weed or whatever, just so long as you, you know, remain quiet on all of this stuff." I mean, I, I don't know, but yeah, like you said, that character definitely is now uh, cold and calculating, um, which is good because I would like to hope that in true power fashion. You know, he starts out that way, but let's not hope it gets to the final season of uh, Power Book 2 Ghosts, and then all of a sudden Tariq is very sloppy, and just uh, just like his father was. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see if, they, if that happens. But, uh, yeah, they, they've made him very uh, cold, calculating, thinking th- everything through. So, um, obviously, I think the issue comes in. We'll get into this at some point. We're going to get into this. When he starts messing around with these different women, I do believe that's going to cause a problem with all of that. So uh, he may lose his focus. But uh, for right now, yes, he is cold and calculating. But I will say one thing about Tariq. And I said this on the very first episode uh, that we recorded for this particular uh, show. The character is still running around because in this episode... He was late once again to that dinner, and the, 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 the Michael Rainey Jr. running running around like like, like he's running a uh, triathlon, <laughs> trying trying to trying to hurry up and get to you know get to the dinner. So, yeah, I hope that they get this kid some type of transport transportation at some point. He, he can get around faster. Age now, right? He can he can get a call soon, right? Oh, he, yeah, he's seventeen, as as Dana alluded to, and they've they they confirmed in this in this episode again. So. He should be able to get a car at some point. Um, and the next episode is his birthday. So, yeah, I, I would I would hope that that's going to change at some point. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And, you, yeah, you made a good point uh, with the, you know, supplying drugs to Riley thing. Because the thing is, like, if you have some type of addiction like that, usually that addiction kind of overrules everything. So if she, you know, if it's more beneficial for her to kind of be around Brayden, you know, and be in a relationship with him and then be close to Tariq and, and get, you know, um, drugs easily, she's going to do that. And she's going to keep doing that over, um, you know, being loyal to Sax. So um, I feel like that's going to make it easier for, for them to flip her against them. So, so, yeah, I can kind of foresee something like that occurring. Hey. Any thoughts, am I, the, am I the only one not looking forward to her laced drugs and her having an overdose? <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'm not looking forward to that either. I, I, that's why I hope they don't take that that route. Uh, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to that either. We've seen that on Snowfall as well, Gary. 
You know, yeah. we have seen that on Snowfall with a character that everybody liked. So uh, I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Dana. I don't want to see that. Uh, so hopefully they take I, it in I a different want direction. To. I'm good with that. Oh, 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 oh you said you want to see it. <laughs> I'm good with that, Rob. Hey, come on now. It's the easiest way to dispose of her. She has a drug addiction problem? Let's lace the drugs. Nope, it's an yeah. overdose. How sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we also saw that happen to uh, Proctor's wife. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, except for it wasn't laced. Oh, yeah, it wasn't laced, but she just overdosed. She just had an OD and yeah. he didn't help her. This one, we fully lace. Oh, so, you, so like you want them to alley. lace? You want them to, like, you want Tariq to be like, yeah, let's lace her drugs. I'm, like, I'm a terrible person, but, um, <laughs> I would not mind that. Wow, okay. Dana's back to her, the, the old Dana that used to want everyone dead. You know, remember that? I thought you changed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I took a break. Absolutely. I never changed. I just took a break. Okay, so yeah, um, interesting new characters that they introduced, um, and you know we'll we'll see where you know Sebastian and Riley end up in this season. Um, so yeah, let, let's get to the you know the legal side of things since we already kind of discussed it a little. Um, so you know we saw a lot we saw a lot of scenes of you know sex and. Uh, and you know Davis McLean and Blanca going back and forth about you know some of the the things that happened in the previous power season, and you know Sax kind of brought up the fact that you know Blanca, um, you know she uh, she she spoke to Tay and she kind of took him at his word and and you know that kind of influenced her her investigation style, and she was bringing up you know some some of the dirty things that Sax did with. Planting microphone devices on on little girls and everything, um, so yeah, a lot of dirt is being thrown around, and and you know uh, this is kind of making uh, Davis McLean's defense of, of Tasha a lot easier. The fact that he has all this you know information coming in, um, and then that of course at the end of uh, this this the episode uh, where you know it, and we, we'll talk about that in just a sec where uh, you know there's a, there's another sex scene, a questionable one. Um, but we will get to that. But first of all, you know, we see that Declan has this epiphany that they should subpoena. Uh, what's her name? The uh, I know Richard her name. Tamika. Uh, Tamika. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so now the you know subpoena and uh, Tamika, and she's gonna have to, I guess, speak um, in front of a judge about, you know, what she witnessed happening. And, and I, I believe in a previous episode, she mentioned, um, that, you know, she hasn't been asked to, you know, to talk about these things about sex in front of a judge officially. But if she ever is, then she has to be honest. Um, I think she said that to sex himself. So now we're going to see that happen. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Go ahead, Rich. Oh. By the way, I, I just want to make a comment. It, that, that was a very funny scene, how she got subpoenaed. You know, you get a delivery, flowers, and it says, oh, you've been served. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you guys in America are savage with that serving stuff, man, because that, that doesn't happen too often over here. So, you know, the, the legal game in America is ruthless and cutthroat. Um, I just want to say Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> But that, that's why I love watching, you know, legal dramas. And I, I'm glad that they're showing more of that in this show. 
Like I find that stuff interesting um, And I have to say Method Man is doing a great job uh, As McLean as well But um, you know what did you guys think Of all of these legal proceedings This week like did anything stand out To you at all or do you Have any you know specific thoughts about it So Dana anything Sorry, it was muted the whole time. Um, No, I think this is going to just keep up the case that's, you know, with Tasha and her situation, but I don't really see it going anywhere. That's what the the weird thing is right now. Um, The fact that she was subpoenaed to me really wasn't that surprising. I mean, they're trying to grasp at anything that they can. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to me. But I do have a question. Do they not have subpoenas in, in the UK where you're at? They have... An equivalent. Now, I don't know all of the legal jargon. Like, I would say I know more American terms than British terms when it comes to that, because I read a lot of legal thrillers and stuff by American authors. Uh, when it comes to legal stuff in the UK, like, we, there are lawsuits and stuff, but usually they're all business related. Like, we don't really have a lot of, like, you know, personal lawsuits and, and things of that nature, um, like civil lawsuits and things like that. I mean, they happen, but. It's not to the extent it happens to you guys So um, You know it, It's not Basically it's not as interesting Like it's, it's just kind of plain You know It's like our, our legal proceedings are very plain And just ordinary Whereas yours Like because they're so cutthroat It makes it kind of interesting So A lot of people follow You know Legal stuff in America As opposed to Over here um, But Ah Didn't know that yeah. So, but yeah. Um, one thing I also wanted to bring up um, was, you know, your boy Rashad Tate was in this as well, and um, <laughs> that uh, the, there was an excellent line. Um, I don't know if you saw that dialogue at the end with Courtney Kemp at the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, I saw that. Yep. Yeah, she she spoke about it, and yeah, I, I did love that scene as well. Uh, there was like a brief moment where, you know, um, after questioning Tate and watching him kind of lie and dance around the questions, McLean kind of pulls him to the side and he says, you are lying ass N-word. So uh, that that was hilarious. Um, but what did you guys think of Tate's return to this show? And does it get you more anticipated for his his own show that that's going to happen ev- uh, inevitably? Go ahead, Dana. I'll, I'll come to you next, Rich. It doesn't really make me, like, e- extremely excited for the fact that I'm already looking forward to him and his show because you've seen the characteristics of basically being a sleazy politician and him never giving, you know, straightforward answers. Mm-hmm. So, in this, it just kind of prepares us for what's to come, but we kind of already knew it was coming. But as Courtney Kibb said, Lorenz Tate is a great actor. And, you know, he can play this role very well. And it's entertaining. And there are moments when you know you sh- the character can shine through. And for me, I kind of, we knew this already, that he was going to be entertaining. We already knew he was sleazy and that people cannot stand him. And that makes for a very compelling show. Exactly. I agree. So, Rich, you know, uh, any thoughts about, you know, Tate, that Tate scene? Or um, you can also chime in about, you know, any of the legal proceedings as well. 
Well, in, in terms of the legal proceedings, uh, I just feel that this is the... Uh, they're taking the scenic route with the storyline because they're trying to uncover everything that they can get on Sachs to prove why he should not be involved in, in doing anything with this case. So this is to prolong the story a lot longer. Uh, and I'm, I'm fine with that because it was entertaining in terms of the exchanges with that happened. And then you saw how he was able to, you know, get himself out of the, the Blanca explanation as well as the, uh, tape, uh, explanation. So he is going to slip up at some point, And I'm just curious to see what, if it, how, how that's going to come about. Obviously with Tamika, that's, that's definitely a big, a big thing right there. So we'll look forward to seeing that happen. Uh, as for, uh, Tate being involved, I think we knew when we saw Tate, uh, in the second episode at, uh, Jamie's funeral, um, we, we, we figured that that character was going to probably be utilized more than once this season. I, I, I believe. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Lorenz Tate fan. Uh, you know, he's, he's worked on a lot of movies that I have enjoyed. So, uh, I obviously a hundred percent want to see more of Tate uh and what they do with the character but I think that show is um I don't know when that show is coming because it 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 is another show that is currently being uh planned in production but you know they haven't really announced when that's starting because they're working on you know the Kanan show as well as Tommy spinoff right now so they have enough time to really you don't need to rush to make that show happen immediately but i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens next with this character and how he uses his uh you know his corrupt means to constantly escape trouble uh each and every episode <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's really like the little things that just make uh Taste characters so compelling to watch because it's like you know in in one scene earlier in this episode you had him talking to the Democrat guy and John Mark and you know he was basically saying yeah like Jamie St Patrick was uh you know he was a, a a dirty scumbag drug dealer murderer and all this stuff right and then when he's sitting in front of the judge being questioned he's like oh James is nothing but an upstanding businessman you know. <laughs> <laughs> So it's little things like that that just really uh, make him a spectacle to watch because he does carry off that sleazy politician character very well, and I I can't wait to see that. You know, it's like um, it's. I mean, I don't want to compare it to House of Cards really, but it's it's going to be its own unique special thing to watch. I think. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So yeah, I can't wait to see that. So let's address the elephant in the room with Davis McLean. Um, so yeah, that that was a scene towards the end of this episode where uh, you know we see that you know Davis McLean and his partner—I forgot her name, maybe Rich knows. Um, Paula. Paula. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So you know, after seeing them work together in a professional manner over the past you know three four episodes, um, you know we see you know they they have a, a a cool working relationship and that's great to see you know two professional people working together but then we see them in bed with their clothes off and you know and then you know you have paula handing davis mclean his ring and telling him you know you don't want to forget this you know your wife might notice or whatever um so you know i i 
I just want to go to you guys and, and, and ask you guys, like, what did you guys think of that? And, uh, you know, what, was this uh, something you guys um, could have foreseen happening or like, you know, how, just let me know how you feel about it. So I'm going to go to you first, Rich. What, what did you think of that scene? Well, in the history of power, I know that they have tried to make sure that a lot of the characters on the show, for whatever reason, at some point they have to have sex and you have to see them, you know, unclothed and stuff like that. Uh, I will say this, uh, Method Man, you know, this guy has a crazy fitness routine, so I may have to get on a routine, a fitness routine to have to, to you know to get muscles and stuff like like he has so i give him props on working out taking care of himself health wise etc uh but to know that the character um is cheating on his wife that's uh you know i do feel like right now obviously it doesn't matter you know they, they did mention it you know with the whole ring situation and his exchange with paula but the one thing that stood out to me in this episode was that paula did try to reach out to Tariq in this episode to try and find out how he was getting this money. And then when he told her, came up this whole lie about, yeah, I got it. For, I stole it from my grandmother. And then she sees that he now has uh, access to a gun. Um, and she's been constantly telling McLean, we should be concerned about this. We should be concerned about this. What I'm curious to see what's going to happen now is that obviously she's totally okay right now with being uh side chick to mclean but if something was to happen uh and she all of a sudden is angry that she's in that position and that maybe it mclean made a made a promise to her that he was going to leave his wife at some point or another what i'm curious to see how is how that's going to impact what's happening now in this case because obviously it's a complicated situation she could mess up the case uh if she has feelings that McLean is not doesn't want to take their relationship serious and, they, and he doesn't want to be with her or all stuff like that but at the same time that would also mess mess up both of them because they're taking money where they don't really know where it's coming from so it, that's why I said I, I'm curious to see how they're going to tell that story in a lot of movies and TV shows we have seen people have affairs and usually nine times out of ten it does not end well so uh, I, I, I do want to see how this storyline is going to progress because I feel like they hinted that, you know, as things started to get more erratic with Tariq, uh, his business dealings started to get a lot more dangerous. That could put a lot of people in jeopardy, including Davis and Paula. So um, I'm very curious to see how that's going to spiral to the next level because I feel like we got enough teases in this episode that she's very concerned about Tariq. Uh, so that is definitely going to be an issue i feel moving forward but how they tell it that's what's going to be what i want to see as far as what the writers bring to the story i don't want to see something that has already been done in a generic way on another tv show I, they have to really think through how they're going to do that if they are going to approach it from that angle but um in terms of the relationship stuff yeah i mean i, I wasn't surprised with uh the sex scene i, I feel like a lot of this stuff, I guess, is expected. And you you know, whenever you watch The Power coming on and you see the rating of the episode where it says explicit because of nudity and some of that, you already know there's going to be a sex scene in that episode. So I'm not really surprised about the sex scene. 
the context of of explaining that I feel like it's okay to introduce it into the storyline, but there has to be a reason for it. Like, like I said, if this relationship comes becomes a problem later, and involving Tariq, and that leads to both of them having a falling out, then it makes sense for the storyline. But if it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the actual telling the story, then I don't know why it would be in the show. So we have to see what they what path they're going going down when they decide to do these type of things. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point with that. Um, Dana, how did you feel about that? You know, that little um, kind of romantic relationship between McLean and Paula. I don't believe I'm supporting the show. This is ridiculous. I don't have a problem with the scene because it just further shows the sliminess of his character. Uh, so that didn't bother me. I, you know, again, Power is known for their scenes, and this also goes with HBO and and every other show that's on these subscription channels. So um, it just doesn't bother me. Maybe I'm desensitized. But I just thought that, you know, in in terms of just storylines, there's a lot of characters overall that's going on, and I feel that they can cut down scenes that does not for that episode kind of further drive the story but for this character I do feel that that scene was just needed so you could just show how like grimy and sleazy he really is fair enough fair enough yeah. uh, and, and, and just to piggyback off of what Dana said I know that we, we, we said on previous episodes we wanted to see more of what is going on in uh, McLean's personal life so we got that answer, and she is 100% right to further show you how slimy the character is. So, yes, it achieved that goal 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, I agree. It, um, it definitely makes, you know, his character look, uh, you know, more sleazy and everything. Um, and it serves that, and it, it gives us more of his personal life and everything. So, on that note, cool. But I have a couple things I do want to say, though, about that. And um, first of all, you know, uh, before I get into how I think it, it should have played out, uh, but first of all, um, we are already kind of, you know, seeing another kind of sexual relationship play out in this in this series with the teachers, and we are going to get to that as well. But um, you know, we're, we're seeing that happen and play out. So to me, I kind of felt like you know um, we didn't need to kind of you know see something like this um right you know right after like is it's like you're, you're having these two and these are new characters like but two new you know couples essentially who are working together in a professional setting and my thing is with that it's like it sets a precedent that you know men and women can't work together without it there being some sort of sexual tension and i think i think we can i think men and women can have a, a you know a cool professional relationship without you know getting to that point um and i just feel like you know i mean why can't you know uh declan mclean just be a, a cool black man who's a little sleazy you know but he's a he's a cool you know lawyer and everything and he's kind of doing things the right way but he's just a little sleazy and you know why does that woman have to you know be sleeping with him like you know why um and you know that's just my thing about it. Go ahead. 
I think that is an excellent point. And, and, and if I was a part of the writing team under Courtney Kemp, I'm pretty sure her answer would be, well, we have to reveal that every character has a secret. Because mm -hmm. it, it appears like in this episode, there was a lot of secrets revealed. You'll get into, we'll get into that other stuff later. But yeah, I mean, that is essentially what, why I think they did that because they want to show every person has something about them that makes them vulnerable or makes them not appear to, to be who they are. So I guess, uh, again, to really drive the point home that Dana said about Declan being a sleazy character. They wanted to really show you, yes, he's also doing this as well. But I agree 100% with what you said. It is a cop-out to have the exact same relationship going on with the teachers and the lawyers because, yes, they are working together. So I, 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 I think you made a very, very good point with that. Um, but I guess, again, it is to keep people's eyes on the show to develop some type of drama and scandal to keep viewers watching because they know i'm pretty sure power knows everyone talks about the sex scenes they talk about the relationships that the characters have so as long as they have that on the show they feel that's going to keep people watching and it's definitely going to keep people talking because i'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be talking about these particular scenes on the show this week uh but yeah that's 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 what I, my guessing is that as to, as to how they approach it they just said we need to reveal every character has a secret and that's why we have to have mclean involved in this relationship as well but we'll yeah. see yeah and and thanks for bringing that up because i do have uh something to you know kind of bounce off of that point with um because yeah I, I did see that you know courtney cam kind of said in her in her live she had like a little q a live and she said she likes you know flawed characters and you know things like that so that kind of serves into why they took this direction but i, I want to say this though um since we're already you know kind of seeing that with the teachers like they're already knee deep into this sexual relationship what i would have liked to have seen with this approach with declan and paula is a more kind of build-up approach where you show us like the beginnings of it happening kind of thing like of them starting to kind of you know spend spend more time together and then gradually start to kind of develop some sort of feelings together and then we see the origins of this happening instead of you know they're just already smashing and it already is this way and he's already unfaithful you know i i would have liked to instead have just kind of seen it develop um, I think well, that that would have been a nice contrast to what's happening with the teachers. Well, let, let, let me make this comment real quick. And I want you to go to Dana because I, I definitely want to hear what Dana has to say. Uh, the reason why what you what you said about the buildup that, that 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 did happen, Gary, but it happened off camera. So it, <laughs> we, 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 we we so we I guess we wasn't meant to see any of that <laughs> stuff happening. <laughs> I, 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 that's my point. Like, show us show us how this happened instead, because we really we already kind of see this with the teachers, right? So, like, make it different. Like, make let us see the build-up of this one. Make it be, like, a, a, a more sentimental, long-standing, um, you know, a sensual thing between them. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe I could have, you know, I, I could have, I would have been all right with that, you know, if, if they just, you know, put some more time into it. But uh, go ahead, Dana, let us know what you think. Sensual? Did you really say sensual? Yeah, sensual. <laughs> Yo, I cannot with the both of you. One, Richard, last during the last power thing, you was so excited to see these scenes. You would just get so happy. 
I'm shocked by your reaction. And Who, Gary, Rich? you want? Well, yeah, Rich. Okay. He was so excited. He's like, yeah, woo. Well, 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 let me respond to that real quick. I only was excited because I want to see how ridiculous they're going to make the scene. Like they have to. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not like a standard sex scene. Mm-hmm. It's o- o- over the top with all this ridiculous stuff you gotta that they always bring. So I, I, I see it only so I could laugh. And how over the top they are, but no, continue. You was excited, excited. <laughs> he was like, "Where is it? Oh my gosh, we didn't have anything this season. I'm upset." You was excited. <laughs> don't, don't even. And as for you, Richard, you really said you wanted sensual. Oh no, Gary. You mean Gary? Gary, Gary wanted sensual, and you yeah. complained about there being too much. This is hilarious to me. Um, now I forgot what I was originally supposed to talk about. <laughs> what no, was just, the question? Just, just give like give us your response to what we said, basically, which is what you're already doing. Oh, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So, boom. Um, also, wait, did we get to the teachers yet, or are we not talking about that scene? Uh, we, we'll get to that. We're well, almost there. Almost okay. there. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That went over my head. What, what happened? <laughs> nothing, Gary. It wasn't sensual. No, nothing. Yeah, I need it sensual. <laughs> then I'll understand. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so should we just get into the teachers? Uh, did you have something you was going to say about that? Oh, no, go right into the teachers. Okay, yeah, so, you yeah. know. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say let 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 her start with uh, her thoughts on the teachers. But yeah, a- a- after you give your uh, say what you was gonna say, go go to her first. We'll do. We'll do. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, we see um, they arrange for this uh, kind of uh, you know dinner, I guess, to happen, and um, and Tariq kind of you know invites himself. I guess he said he wants to be involved uh, because they are. Uh, what what is it they're planning? They're planning some. Uh, there's some kind of thing they're doing. I I, I completely forgot. But yeah, um, there's some kind of it, thing that's going to help them. You know, maybe skip a year or something like that, or or have yeah, yeah. Less, spend less time at school, kind of thing. So, so let me just throw this quick point in there. It, it's yeah. it's the canonical studies uh, retreat program, that's in it. which uh, when someone wins the scholarship, I guess they they go to they go to, to DC. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's what uh, Lauren and Tariq are competing for apparently as we learned in this episode because Lauren the whole point of the dinner was so that they can talk with her family and say why they think she's a good candidate for that program that's what that was all about and they just had Tariq and Carrie attend just for optics as Jabari said for optics <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah so so that's what it was and you know Tariq hit his mother is in prison and his dad is dead so um, you know um, so yeah like they were at the dinner and uh, you know, throughout the whole thing, Jabari and uh, and uh, Kari, Kari, she, they're they're both kind of you know throwing these little snappy comments at each other, you know, because obviously there's that tension there between them that we've seen previously, and and uh, we saw last week that Kari saw that uh, well, she heard that Jabari was with another student, you know, the grad student and everything, so she's kind of letting loose, you know, and she she makes some underhanded comments uh, about his book and you know as someone who writes books that that kind that kind of stuff really hurts so i I feel for jabari i really do um but yeah so yeah like that that scene was hilarious i actually really like that scene like that was funny 
because um, they were kind of just bickering the whole time. And then, you know, we see they take it back to the, you know, the school, the office and everything. And they're kind of, you know, going at it, arguing with each other. And then, of course, you know, they, it happens. We see, you know, another sex scene of Jabari and Carrie. So, you know, I want to ask you guys, where is this going now? Like, are they, are they like back together now? Are they going to keep, you know, doing this routine um, and you know, is Jabari still gonna keep seeing students, or is is Carrie gonna see a student? You know, what would you guys think of you know the latest with these two characters? Um, so go ahead, Dana. You're muted. I am muted again. Okay, so I thought this was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen—not ever seen, but of this episode. It was so petty and juvenile and just hilarious because they just kept going back and forth with each other at the dinner and it was so unprofessional and they had all these underhand comments and snide remarks and I said that this teacher would not forgive him for this and that she would I said she would be all stinky and petty the entire time when they met up again I was right so yay me um it's, you know, just the, this, the fact the whole dinner thing was just funny. They was trying to, you know, be professional and they kept going at each other. Um, the whole scene of the scene of the sex of what they did, it was really poorly shot. Pacing was <laughs> all. You, uh, you were at some different angles or something? <laughs> well, I, you, you know, I helped you with your stuff. So the thing was that it was, it was poorly shot. The scene itself kind of dragged on, and even with the dinner scene, there could have been some really tight editing that went off. Um, her being mad and basically stripping him of his clothes, and he was just really butt butt naked. I'm not even sure they locked the door, but you know that they, whole they scene. It's they never locked the door, and it was like a house full of. It, uh, uh. Anyway, the scene that scene itself was just not done very well. Um, and I don't know where they're going with this. More importantly, I don't care. These are characters that I don't really feel I should care about. Yes, it's okay to have here's a teacher and, you know, oh, they may be bickering with their students. Oh, you may show a scene of them bickering with each other. But this is not a relationship that I give a flying fart about. It has nothing. And maybe later on it might, you know, further the show. But right now, I don't feel anything. They're coming across as a bunch of emotional teenagers. At least she is. Emotional, you know, girls. Like, oh my god, you spoke to Becky. What are you? And then she goes and sleeps with him. I don't understand what the end game is. I don't understand her end game. So it was unnecessary that I will agree with. But overall, you, you gotta tighten up that script and you gotta tighten up the scenes and the editings. Yeah, because I I can kind of agree with you there because it's like lately uh, I mean we've saw we we've seen some um, character development with Jabari in previous episodes, but we haven't really seen any development with with Carrie. So it just kind of seems like her whole purpose is just to love Jabari, like or just to you know be uh, be you know intimate with him. So I kind of but I don't even see... see love. I just see like oh we're together. I want to bang you. And then I'm mad that you're bringing other people. Yeah. I, and I know I, that they had a relationship before. 
it doesn't even you know what I mean it doesn't even doesn't even touch upon that it just seems like it's just odd yeah I I understand that they're kind of um, you know they they only have a set amount of time that they can show things in the episode Um, but I feel like they need to if they're gonna keep doing this with the teachers they need to kind of flesh them out a little bit more and do what Dana said and just show us a bit more of, of this relationship instead of just like the sex part because um, lately it just seems like that's all all that character does with, with Carrie you know um, and it, they haven't even shown shown her caring about Tariq or her students more like she did in the first episode so so show us a little more at this point because it's getting kind of old now um, but at the same time I did really enjoy that dinner like I, I thought that was great um, but but yeah, uh, Rich, what's your thoughts? First and foremost, let me say I really, really like everything that Dana had to say. Um, so I'm just going to add a few quick points in here. Uh, I also enjoyed the dinner scene. I especially love the comment that was made that Carrie made that uh, Jabari has a real hands-on approach with his students. I, I couldn't stop laughing at that one because uh, yeah, that's 100% accurate. Um, I do agree that, yes, what's going on between them is very juvenile. It's a toxic relationship, I, I guess you could say. But th- this is what I, what my thought is. I think when Courtney Kemp decided to cast these characters, as well as other characters, she also is acknowledging, well, these are some pretty attractive people. And I'm pretty sure that, th- that maybe there are some uh, male or female fans out there that would love to see these characters with less clothes on. So that's why we need to make sure we have these characters and sex scenes, even though it's not a hundred percent necessary. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's, she thought that to a certain degree. Uh, but I, I also agree. I don't really care about the characters. Uh, and, and, and the only way that I could see them making this be something of, of an issue is that again, it falls on Tariq and it pretty much how they are viewing and treating the character. Obviously Carrie, is is a teacher that is concerned about Tariq would help him out and I feel that Jabari also is the same way but he's a lot stricter in how he does things so if the only way I could say that they make that they would explain as this being important to the storyline is if they have constant tension on how they are dealing with Tariq and, and how he's handling his uh, curriculum that's the only way that I could think about it but still it I don't really know exactly how that's going to be done but one thing I will say in terms of Dana's comments about the uh, how the scene was shot, I agree 100%. I'm also going to take this moment to say that I really don't understand why every time there is a sex scene, why do we need to see the bare ass of the uh, of the male uh, that is involved in the sex scene? I understand <laughs> you want it to be. I understand you want it to be realistic, right? You want to give the viewer the, the the idea that this is that they are really having sex. But as a man myself, I don't want to see I don't want to see no other another man's bare ass in every sex scene. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. But uh, yeah, um, just in general, I don't really care about the characters, don't really care about what's happening with the characters. They have to make me have a concern for how it's connected to the storyline with Tariq. But that that's it. But yes, the dinner scene was entertaining. Was the sex scene necessary? No, it was not. And the last point that I do want to add. Last week, we spoke when Jabari was messing around with, had sex with the grad student. And Carrie heard that he was messing around with somebody. 
but it was never really revealed it was the grad student to her. I, I, I find it funny how all of a sudden, off camera, once again, this happened off camera, I guess, she came to the realization he messed around with a grad student because she already brought it up in this episode to say yes, and I'm not someone that sleeps around with my students. So I, I think that's a little ridiculous how she was able to figure that out with no explanation whatsoever. You just have to assume she heard he was having sex and she assumed that it's a student, but there was no explanation on any of that stuff. So I don't like when they do stuff and it happens off camera with no explanation. So I have to criticize that for sure. But other than that, don't care about the characters, uh, but we'll see if they make me care about them moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. You make some great points. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, like that. Like I agree with you. You know, as a man, there are certain things I really don't want to see. And in this episode, there was a whole lot of things I didn't want to see. But that, that's another story. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so you know, since we're kind of uh, there, you know, there was kind of a lot of uh, love things going on. And before we talk about the the elephant in the room, um, let's get to Tariq. You know, because the love triangle is is in full effect now. Um, and, you know, uh, we, we saw that, you know, in, in that scene we were just talking about with, you know, Lauren and her parents, um, you know, the, they kind of excused themselves from the table because the, the teachers were bickering. Um, and then they went upstairs to Lauren's room and then, you know, this, uh, we kind of learned that she, you know, uh, I think, I think it was hinted to before, but she has a boyfriend and everything. Um, and you know they were just kind of talking in, in her room, um, and she was kind of getting Tariq to open up about his thoughts and feelings about his his father being killed and and everything like that. Um, and it led to a pretty intimate moment where you know they got they got real close to each other, and their lips met. Um, and yeah, I think that was kind of well done because uh, I've been waiting to see where it's going to go between these two. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of, kind of like that. Like uh, that, that was a cool scene. But then we also see in this episode that you know, um, the other girl uh, remind me of her name again, Diane, Diana, Diana, Diana. Okay, yeah. So she shows up on campus uh, because you know uh, her brother was actually meant to be checking on Tariq to see what, like, how he's moving the product and everything. Um, and we're gonna get to that also, but um, but yeah, uh, Diana shows up and she brings some more product for Tariq, you know, um, and yeah, we, we see that she she gets into his room and they end up kissing as well. So I want to ask you guys, based on those two scenes, who who does it feel like he has a deeper connection with to you? Um, and go ahead, Rich. Since you unmuted first, uh, well, I, I I definitely feel that it's Lauren because you go back to the scene towards the end of the episode after you know because you you did bring up the fact that her uh, boyfriend Malcolm showed up at the dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and of course you know it, it's funny how again we spoke about this before when they talk about the books that Tariq is reading it parallels with the plot and what's going on with the character is thinking how he figures. He's not worried about competition. And you saw at the end of the episode, he told her uh, he, he doesn't mind competing because he know that he well, he, he didn't acknowledge that they both have options. 
but he was very clear when he said he doesn't mind competing because he know that he no one's gonna is gonna is gonna outdo him when it comes to getting into the canonical studies program and getting you. So I think Tariq obviously is a lot more interested in Lauren because when you go to when he had the moment with Diana, Diana is the one that initiated the kiss. When they first met, she was the one that was interested in him right away. Um, so I, I feel like he would entertain that for sure. Uh, he, there is obviously some interest in Diana as well, but if you, if you was to tell me who is he most interested in based off of what happened this week, I think it's definitely Lauren. Um, so that's good because we didn't really, I, I didn't really get that feeling prior to this episode. Because it felt like every time she wanted to get close to him, he was just closed off and he was always busy doing other stuff. But in this episode, she reveals the secret that she actually does like him. And that's and I think, yeah, he, he was interested, but we didn't really get an inkling of that to that degree anyway um, until this episode. But, yeah, I think he's more interested in Lauren than Diana. But again, it's a complicated situation because he's working with Monet uh, and that's her daughter. So. Now it's it's an issue. I mean, but again, it, I don't know, man. It's complicated because because they, they did bring up when he spoke to Diana in this episode, how uh, he did tell Zeke previously he wanted to ask permission to date her as well. So I, I don't really know what Tariq is, <laughs> where his mind is at. It's confusion. But obviously he's interested in both. But if I had to say who he's most interested in, it's probably Lauren because that was the first one that he met of the two of them. But that's just my guess. Yeah, it could be a situation where it's like he he couldn't before this episode he couldn't kind of gauge her interest level in him. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of just went with Diana. Um, but but now he kind of knows that there there's some connection there. So it's like you know now he's kind of feeling that that situation a bit more with Lauren. Um, so maybe that's the case. But Dana, what what did you, what did you think of that? Which one does he have like a stronger connection to? Do you think you're muted as well? Freaking hack, always muted. Okay, so with this whole thing, I think that he truly likes the the smarter girl, the girl who's like into her studies and books and everything, and that he is using the other girl in order to get what he needs from her. Um, if you go back with the prince, remember they was talking about Machiavelli and the prince? Yeah. The prince is basically, what it's known for is the ends justify the means, which means that you'll do anything you can to conquer different territories and to take that over. And remember, he was like, oh, it's about a, a, a sociopath. And he was like, no, I think he was very calculating and very smart about what he did. That is what I truly feel. I feel that he really likes that girl who's like really into her studies and, and can get into his mind on an intellectual level. But he's using the other girl just so that he can get what he needs out of it, ship his products, get his business, you know, building up. Um, and so he's probably he's willing to use her and to make her feel a certain way. Whether or not that backfires, most likely it will. Who's to say that she won't attack the other girl? We don't know yet. But I do feel that that is kind of where he's at right now. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you brought up the, uh, you know, the, the sociopath 
versus you know the calculated figure because because that does play into it because there's different benefits he gets from from both from being with both of them so you know um that that is uh and that's kind of how they're kind of painting to recap the moment as being more calculating um so yeah that that's a pretty interesting theory there um so like wh- how do you think it's gonna end up with the fact that you know uh rich brought up that scene that happened at the end where you know um of course they you know uh Tariq is talking to lauren and um, she kind of she sits far across the room when she gets into the classroom and then he goes over to her and he's like why are you sitting so far away and then they bring up the whole thing about her boyfriend showing up and Tariq says he's okay with it and he understands that you know um there's you know they, they, you gotta play the game basically like you get you get a benefit from being with that guy because he's super smart or whatever um but as long as you know you and I have our own kind of connection it's cool and then she sees that he gets a text from Diana, um, and she she asks about that, and he says, you know, you all play the game, right? Um, so, yeah. So, why? How do you think that's going to end up? Is it going to be a situation where he has this understanding with Lauren, where you know they they're kind of committed to these other relationships, but then they're also um, connected to each other in private, kind of thing? Um, do you think that's how it's going to play out, or? Or is there going to be a lot of messy feelings between, you know, um, him and Lauren and Diana? Um, so, like, what do you think? Any thoughts, Dana, since you're unmuted? Well, basically, you know, it goes back to what I just previously said. You have to play the game and, and you know, deceit people as much as you can in order to get what it is that you need. So I think there's an understanding between the both of them. And maybe later on in the season or even next season, that's when the whole feelings will get serious and they'll have to figure out more things. But right now, I just I do see it as, you know, them continuing their friendship. It maybe not cross the line right now. They do have feelings for each other. It's an understanding. Okay. And Rich, like, how do you feel about that same question, you know? Yes, uh, as you mentioned, the cold and calculating Tariq is is now this 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 is the new this is the uh, reformed character that uh, that we are getting a chance to look at here. Um, there is no label on what he has with either one of them now, so I feel like this is just going to keep the viewer guessing as to which one he ultimately chooses to be with. There is going to be some more tension because we did see in the episode next week again he is in a situation where they are both you know, in close proximity with him. So it's, we have to see how it goes. But again, this is only in there to give the viewers something to keep guessing as to which path Tariq is going to go down and which woman is he ultimately going to choose to be with. So um, obviously there are other secrets that Lauren may have that uh, we knew about the boyfriend. We don't know anything else about the character. One thing I do want to mention though, um, when, and I don't want to go back to this topic fully, but I just want to make this comment. When Carrie had the conversation with Jabari and she basically insinuated the fact that he he that he was going to try and do something with Lauren. We got we, we that I believe that was 100 percent accurate, because if you recall, when they had the conversation in class at the very beginning and she was talking about, yes, I would love to talk with you off campus about this opportunity for dinner. He was like, oh, 
where, 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 hold on. So where, so where do you want to go? And then she says to my parents' house, she's like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, right, sure. That, that's exactly what we should do. So, yeah, that, that, um, that character's just, I don't like that, that teacher. But, uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, Lauren and Diana. But yeah, it, right now, it's a guessing game as to which path, which one Tariq is going to choose to be with. But for now, I think as long as he feels he has control of the situation, he's just going to try and, get the benefits from both from the both of them just like Dana said. So we'll see. Okay. And you know, I do want to uh, ask a, an additional question here. So throughout the original power show, um, you know, we saw that when Jamie St. Patrick kind of chose Angela and they got together officially and everything, Tariq was very angry about this and he started acting out and um in some of the later episodes, you know, after uh, him and Angela kind of broke up, um, Tariq was still very angry about it. And he blamed his dad for, you know, uh, basically splitting up the family and everything like that. So I want to ask you guys, now that Tariq is in his own kind of love triangle, do you think that he, he might have a, a moment of realization that actually, you know, it's not easy to choose between two women like that and you know maybe he'll kind of you know see how how difficult it was for his father do you do you think he'll have a moment like that so go ahead rich you can answer first that's a great question um i feel like he needs to have a moment like that to further understand some of the things that his dad went through um, do I think that that's going to happen? Well, I, I think he's definitely going to going to make a lot of mistakes and with both of them, and that may may be t- teachable moments for him. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to if we're ever going to see him come to the realization of what his dad went through on camera, unless you know they have ghosts as a you know appear as a ghost <laughs> and try to talk with his son or whatever. I mean, I don't know about that, but but I feel like. Um, I feel like he does need to come to that realization so that it, 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 he'll he'll be more understanding of the struggle that his dad dealt with, especially since when he shot Jamie, he brought up the fact that, yes, this is how mad I was. You know, this is all because of, of how you made us feel when you chose Angela over mom. So I feel like the character does need to come to that realization at some point, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll let Dana go first. Go ahead, Dana. Any thoughts on um, do you think Tariq will have a moment of realization like that? He's 17 and selfish and still <laughs> self-centered. No, this is a 17-year-old boy, not a 65-year-old man reflecting on his life and his choices. Absolutely not. This is fresh love and spring chickens and all that mess. Hmm. No. Because yeah, I'm just thinking, like, you know, like, if if it, if no. this if this triangle gets more intense to the point where, you know, he has to make a real decision, surely that will kind of bring some callbacks no. to, to the moment his, his father split up the family, like, you know. Well, he's a kid in a kid relationship, not a grown man in a marriage with a mortgage and kids. 
Uh, He's a kid. It doesn't need to be a a marriage for him to kind of just reflect, you know, like, because sometimes I, I, you know, situations happen to me and I I get like a flash of, you know, how my grandmother would have handled this or my, my granddad or whatever you know it's like, you're cheating is what you're saying and you had to let down no. all the loves of your lives <laughs> okay well you okay so so you think he, he's just no. young and he's just having fun he's, he's not thinking he's, about anything so. no this is not lifelong commitments <laughs> this is college yeah no, i mean you could be right you know, uh, people people don't think when they're young so yeah uh i just i just want to make a quick comment um, to go to what you said about when Tariq got jealous because well, he got angry because uh, Jamie chose Angela over Tasha, mm-hmm. I do feel that uh, either Di- if Tariq ultimately chooses Lauren, which I, I do think is going to end up happening, I do think that Diana and or Kane are going to be angry about that. And that may set up when you asked the question last week, do you think that Kane will, will work well with uh, Tariq? That may put, you know, set things up where now Kane has an issue with Tariq and, and wants to be to, to beat him down because he hurt his sister or something like that. Or Diana is going to be the one that is going to have a hard time really getting over Tariq because she was the one that showed interest in him first. So to be told, no, you can't mess around with me. I just feel like that's it's either going to be her or Kane that will be angry if he ultimately doesn't decide to, to date Diana. So that's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's going to be a lot, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know how exactly they're going to do it, but I do think I do think there's you know some of these feelings are going to cause a lot of uh, reactions from people. So so um, I'm I, I can't wait to see how you know all of that plays out. But you know, since we're kind of going into you know Diana and her brothers, uh, let's talk about Drew. So, in this episode, you know, uh, Monet kind of, you know, she wants to understand more about how Tariq runs his business. So, she, you know, she makes a decision to send Drew. Um, Of course, the others offer to go, um, you know, Diana and King, but she chooses Drew to to go. Um, And, yeah, so he he turns up at the the university and everything and... um, you know, immediately Tariq knows why he's there, uh, that he's, he's, you know, trying to spy on him and keep an eye on him and see, you know, how he's operating and everything. So he kind of shadows him to a class. And um, I still don't know how that happens, but OK, um, they go to his art class and everything. And Drew kind of takes to one of the students. They do some art together and then they end up uh, in a room together and um yeah, we, we begin to see, you know, um, the, this love scene and, and we have a realization about Drew's character, you know, um, and I want to ask you guys what you thought of, of that direction with Drew. Um, and did you, you know, looking back, like after you after you saw that and you look back at how he was acting, you know, in the previous episodes, did, did it make sense to you? Um, for them to go that direction with him, you know, being a, a gay character. So Dana, uh, what, what did you think about that? I'm torn because one, this is how you drive, you know, a story, and this is how you drive the character. 
And looking back, at, I would not have said gay because then that would be an insult in the in the form of oh, this is his personality, so therefore he has to be gay. But I do like the fact that the story overall went there with this character, and this adds another layer to him. I probably am the only one who really appreciates that. But here's also the other thing. I do feel that this show overall is trying to throw everything at us in hopes that something sticks. It feels like it's an episode of WWE. It's like, you know, that one's gay, and Mario's over here, and then look, we have 80 more characters we just introduced to kind of, you know, try to get us excited for something. But overall, in the, how they approach this, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I do have something to say about that. You know what you what you said about them trying to throw everything. Uh, but I'm a, I'm gonna let Rich go first. Um, so Rich, what, what's what's your thoughts on you know um, the the revel- revelation of Drew being gay? And um, you know when you look back, does it make sense now? You know for his character. So uh, when I look back, um, that's not something that I immediately thought of with this character. So it it, it was a bit of a revelation, but I, I knew that from the minute that he walked into the art class and he saw the other guy, um, the way that they had their interaction, it was very clear that something was going to happen with that. But just to, to, to touch on what I think about that concept, I, I definitely think that... Uh, I, I, I will agree that representation matters. Uh, I think it will matter more if it doesn't feel that it is forced into something. Um, and obviously, maybe they had an intent to always, ha- you know, have a character like this in the show. I mean, they've they've already had characters on this show before that that are, that are gay because Blanca had a wife, and Simon Stern actually has is married to a guy now. He had a wife before that, so that's not what the issue is here with me. The issue that I have with how you introduce this with the character is that we already have told the story that the character is uneasy about, you know, being a tough guy like his brother is and like his dad is in these situations where you have to be a tough guy dealing with these type of criminals. I don't like and then, you know, you had the dialogue that Mary J. Blige had, Monet had with her son about, yes, you know, you have to remember that you are part of this game. So anyone that you bring into this. Uh, they are going to be impacted by this as well. So she acknowledges that something happened at the school with him and another guy. Now, I do have a comment to make about that, but I'll get it. Let me stay on point first, quick. Um, the only issue I have with, you know, I, I'm totally fine if they if the character is gay. I don't have a problem with that because we've seen that in a lot of shows. What I don't like is when you attach it to this is the explanation as to why the character is looked at looked as being soft. We have an excellent actor. And Michael K. Williams, mm-hmm. who has played characters in the past that, yes, they were gay, but the character was still a tough guy. Because you think about The Wire, the way they, pre- they, 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 they presented him in The Wire. And then in his new show, Lovecraft County, you know, he plays a very secretive father, but he's very strong-willed in his actions and stuff like that. So it, it's like, I don't have a problem with the character being gay, but I think it's a little ridiculous that you're saying that the character is soft. So that is an indication of why the character is gay. I, I don't like that because it's still possible for somebody to be a strong-willed, tough character 
even though they like uh, someone of the same sex as them. So I, that was my only issue with that of how they of how they're making that an explanation. Now, obviously, they're going to reveal more about the character and then they're going to peel layers back because now he's going to deal with that situation. I'm pretty sure he is going to be in a relationship with this character, which is all that is fine. It, it's this is this is the world we live in today. You know, it's totally fine for people to love who they want to love, so on and so forth. So I don't have an issue with that. I just I don't like how it's being used to describe why the character is weak willed to deal with. In this type of business type type of stuff And this is the one point that I want to make Before we go to you about the criticisms Now when he met the character At the art class And I can say this because I went to school For film animation video I have been to drawing classes Where you know obviously if I am a student In the class I have never seen The teacher let someone Come in as a guest and then Just start drawing with the other students I have <laughs> never seen that so that right there, I didn't understand that explanation. I understand that I've seen people come into my classes and they can observe, but never at, also drawing with the students. That I've, I've not seen that happen at all. So that was a little, I didn't like that too much. And then the other criticism is that when he started drawing the picture, you could see that he was clearly drawing the picture, the, the picture of the guy's face. Yet later on, when he's taking a shower and his mom is looking through his notepad, there's a drawing of... I guess the guy, the guy's, you know, his arm and his chest. When did that drawing happen? That must have happened off camera because it didn't happen when they was in the class. It could have happened, you know, when they had their little scene. You know, you, you never know about that. Um, but that was my only criticism of, of, of all of that. Because if you're going to introduce these things, it needs to make sense as what the viewer is seeing. So when Monet saw the drawing, it should have been the exact same drawing that he did when he was in the class. That's why I say that 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 right there of stuff happening off camera. I don't like when I see that happening because this has been happening a lot often in the show uh, recently. But um, it is what it is. But surprisingly, yes, th that's the only real criticism I have as far as them uh, taking this path of having this love scene between the two guys. I, I could understand. I, I will say this. Th there's probably a lot of fans that don't didn't want to see that because when you think about power. Whenever they've had a sex scene, it has never been with two people of the same sex. So that right there can definitely throw off some people. And if they see too much of that, they might not like it. Because there was another show that I thought of instantly when I thought of this relationship because the character looks similar. I thought of Empire and, and the character on Empire. So, you know, obviously it's not the same show, but... Um, I did. I did. When I saw that, I, I did think about that immediately. But again, I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. It's more so about the other things I mentioned about the stuff happening off camera. It has to make sense. And again, I don't like that the explanation for the character being gay. Also, the character is soft in, in how he approaches things. So now he has to be a gay character. I don't like how they're going with that direction. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt and see what they're going to do with this from here because they again this episode was about revealing secrets that every character has so now how they approach that moving forward that will either make or break the concept as a whole for me but yeah that's all i had to say about it <laughs> yeah i think on his drive home he he stopped and had a starbucks latte or something and then you know he was thinking about that guy and drew drew his body i think that's what happened <laughs> but I have a question. The class that they took wasn't it a life drawing class? Yes. That's where the arm came from. Hmm? But see, 
but see, but see that that's the thing because when you when we saw that scene, this guy still had on his jacket. Yeah, so but the, 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 you've been to life drawing classes. It's a nude class. Yes, it is a new class. Uh, he was drawing a face, right? He was drawing a face, like he, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was drawing the face of the guy next to him. That's what they were doing. So I didn't see a model in there that they were drawing. That's why oh, okay. I want. Yeah, that's why I want to know where, where that drawing came from because that that was a little like like if it was a picture of the guy next to him, that makes a hundred percent sense because that's who he was drawing in the class. That's all I'm saying for the continuity purposes. That's a little off. Yeah, so it wasn't a new class. Yeah, I, I, I mean. Typically, those classes can be new, but we didn't see a, a model in there because they. I, guess, I think the assignment was to draw the person next to you, the partner next to you. That's what they had said, so that's why that was. So but in, yeah, in, in, well, in that case, um, in that case, Tariq's uh, paper must have been completely blank because he wasn't oh, oh, yeah. there. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, it was. It was blank because he left out of there pr- pretty quickly, you know. So <laughs> he's always running every scene. He's like running just go somewhere. Yeah. No, but 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 when I saw that, like I, I did think, like I I need to just fly out to America and go to Stanford, Connecticut, and you know go to university or something. Because if you can just go into a class like that, like I can get some free education or something. You so. can actually. Here's the, because this is what happened. I've taken classes where you can. It really depends on the teacher and the environment and the school. We're not to say you could just run up there and start randomly taking classes, but if you're a friend of someone, like if I'm, you go to the University of England or whatever, right? And I'm your friend or whatever. This is a bad example, but like, hey, this is my friend. Some classes let you let you just you know tag along, and you can partake in the drawing. It really depends on the school and the teacher. That's true. Mm-hmm. You can't roll up there by yourself, but you have to be with someone. Like, we've had classes, I've taken classes where, like, people brought their little sisters in there and their little brothers, and it was no problem. <laughs> that, that, uh, that teacher did seem very enthusiastic. And very enthusiastic? Like, yes, this is just a shared space. Let's learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so my thoughts on, uh, you know, the whole Drew thing and, um, the relationship and stuff um you guys you know you make great points um about it already you know i've heard um you know somebody said uh that um you know they're, they're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks and then you know uh you guys also said i heard that's what word, dana said that yeah that's what dana said and i also heard the word forced being used as well so i you know i kind of want to uh touch on something that, that i uh, just a theory I have about the direction here. Um, so a few weeks ago, right, I uh, I learned that there's this kind of um, there's th- these kind of set guidelines that are going around in the entertainment industry to where you know if you want to win an Oscar or an e- Emmy, um, you kind of have to include certain things, certain themes in your shows. You know, um, if you want it to be kind of considered for one of these awards, um, so uh, and you know, being a diverse, having a, a very diverse cast is one of them, and that's something power has always been. Um, and you know, also including you know, um, being inclusive to people of the LGBT community, and you know, 
and uh, just people like minorities and, and things like that you know um, just being inclusive overall so I feel like they are really trying to kind of get that Emmy eventually and um, they are kind of just laying the groundwork to kind of include all of these things and, and you know like Dana said they're kind of just throwing things at the wall um, I feel like some of this stuff would be a lot more acceptable if they kind of laid the groundwork a lot more because this can work I'll say that because like Rich said he gave an excellent example with Omar um, I mean the first scene we see of Omar you know he's you know we, we see this rough tough side of him and then they, they start to show us like it's very layered they show us more and more of him and then we see subtly that you know he is a, a gay character but they don't kind of force it in your face or anything it's just you know you notice it gradually kind of thing so there, there are ways to do this and make it work really well and make it really serve the character and the narrative and the world that you're creating I just feel like they they haven't done the best job of it and also like Rich said um, we, we shouldn't you know just equate you know being a softer guy to you know automatically being gay you know so um and i feel like there should have just been a bit more depth there with you know with how they set that up um so that that's my thoughts go ahead then uh, no wrong hi um first that pertains to the oscars not the emmys that takes place in uh, 2024 is when they're enrolling that. Also, that's only for the best picture category. So it has this, it's not tied yeah. to. Yeah, that, that, that one specifically was for the Oscars, but I heard also that there was one, like there's, there's something like that for the Emmys and the BAFTAs as well, is what I heard. Not in America, just the Oscars. Okay. Well, well I, I do feel like they are like, I feel like that is the aim, though, of um, the power team. Like, I do think they want that Emmy and that they're they're willing to kind of, you know, implement you certain things. You have to first write an Emmy award-winning show. And I think, I think, I think, <laughs> How exactly is that working? I'm confused. Yeah, I, exactly. And I think that they're trying to, but they're, they're not succeeding. You know, they're not, they're, they kind of need to pace themselves a little more, I think, Um well, well, hold on a second. Uh, Dana, I thought you said that this was uh, Emmy award-winning writing. I said Emmy <laughs> has, a, has, has written on the show one time she was nominated for an award back in high school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, I don't like, because during the create, creative process, right, it's very easy to just think of all these ideas and these themes that you want to include in your piece of work, but they don't, you know, just having all of them together doesn't equate to a good story or a good piece of work, you know. You have to kind of pace things and, and you know, I, 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 right now I feel like they're doing a bad job because the first two episodes of this were really good, but three and four, I feel like they are kind of, you know, going back a little bit so um, they're the kind of you know the, the, the quality is going down and it's starting to kind of you know mirror season six of power um to me so i, I think uh, they just kind of need to you know draw things back a little and just kind of pace things better 
and build things up a lot better. You know, and that's just that's just my thoughts on that. Um, so you know, the Drew character. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, um, like we've said, you know, we we said it about the other sex scenes that we've seen in this in this episode. Um, we don't want to see these sex scenes just to see them. Like, make them mean more. You know, to to what we're seeing. Like, make them have more substance, um, and don't just you know have them to have them. So that that's that's what I'll say um, about that. Um, but you guys are free also to let us know what you think about that. So definitely drop a comment. Let us know you know what you think. And um, yeah, so like. After watching this episode, uh, what do you guys think of you know the um, the, the Tahada family? Um, so, I mean, we we didn't get a lot of uh, interaction with Tariq and Monet. I mean, at the start of the episode, they were on the phone together, and she was kind of running him through the rules and everything. But um, you know, after seeing this episode, was there any like significant um, anything significant that just kind of stood out to you about them that you think might play out moving forward? So go ahead, Rich. No, let, let's go to Dana first. Oh, go ahead, Dana. <laughs> you are you muted? Can't hear you. I am muted. I was saying that um, she finally learned how to pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> that's, that's the big development we have there It's baby steps with Mary's acting Baby steps We got the right name now Yeah, that's progress right there that's, you know, The character is okay. developing But yeah, go ahead So I have a question for both of you um, mm-hmm. Now, we saw in this episode That uh, they had to deal with uh, The people who they've been having issues with This uh, This little gang you know the little, the little, uh, you know the, their business partner, so to speak. And you saw Kane beat the guy down. And then after that, that's when Monet explains to them, "We have a new business partner, partner now, uh, and that is Tariq St. Patrick." So here's my question for for, for y'all: um, Do you believe that them basically saying because they had a bad business dealing with this previous group, this justifies why they have to work with Tariq? Do you think that that's a good enough reasoning as to why they are they had to do this business deal with Tariq? Because we complained about that last week, saying that there needs to be something like a reason why you need to work with Tariq. So do you think that this was a good enough explanation as to why they're working with Tariq now? Repeat that first part again. Like, uh, what, what was the yeah, reason? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, you saw they, they beat down the, the, uh, the, the, the group of guys at the beginning of this episode, Kane did. Oh, yeah. And then, then you heard them say that now Kane had mentioned to his mom, and when they were talking, well, we're no longer working with them anymore. Now we're working with Tariq, and then that was when you know Monet had said that, and then Monet was saying, "Well, yeah, because I can control Tariq, but the reason why Kane liked working with the other guys is because they had control over them." So, what I was asking is, do you think that is a justifiable reason as to why there to, to justify the explanation of why? the Tejada family needs to work with Tariq? Or do you think that there still needs to be another underlying reason as to why Mary is the way she is and why they are constantly in need of money with, with this new product? Um, good question. I don't know so, if I explained, I don't, I don't know if I explained it correctly, but if, if it's confusing, then let me know. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you explained it well. 
Um, okay. Yeah, that, now that's a good question. Um, and I know we we touched on that, you know, last week as well. I I don't I don't think it's a hundred percent plausible that you know they would choose to just work with Tariq now instead of these guys. Um, I feel like the streets. If you're talking about the streets, right? The streets yeah. has, has its own economy essentially, and there are always people willing to buy that product to to resell. You know, because that's just how it works, right? So Tariq isn't the only option. Like they could find someone else and. Judging from you know the respect level that Monet has and and her husband, you would think they they'd have enough connections to where they could work with other people too, you know along alongside Tariq. Um, and you know I mean what Tariq has with the app and everything, it's really just starting to you know it's just getting started, and it's not fully proven yet. And you know, of course, that's why she's trying to figure out the, the operation. She wants to know how it works because it's not fully proven yet because it's it's so new. So it's mm-hmm. like, why haven't you kind of secured some other situations as well that you can fall back on um, if things don't work out with Tariq? I mean, I know that you're kind of threatening, you know, his his mother and everything as well because you you know they can have something done to to Tasha at any time, but you know. Um, Stuff can happen to Tariq that's completely out of his hands. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you shouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket at that point. So, uh, that that's my and, thing about it. And let me just make a quick comment. Then I want to hear Damon Dana's opinion. Uh, I, I understand a, a wise person once said, anyone that's in business should already know it's a good idea to have multiple streams of income. So, I would believe that that is... A, that that would be a good a good point, but like you said, that shouldn't be their only source of income because they act as though well now that this thing now that this this other uh, business dealing didn't work out now we have to fully rely on Tariq that that this seems a little unrealistic, even though the money comes fast and it's a lot of money, but really it, it feels like it's a bit of an extreme because you're assuming that everybody at that school got that kind of money they can all spend that money and and, and all of a sudden that it equates to more money than they can make doing business the way they were doing it before. So I'm, I'm very confused about that. I understand that they made mention in this in this uh, episode that now the street that now the street is hot because the business partners exposed that they're doing business with them. So now they got to be very careful about how they make their money. But as a, as someone in business. Come on now. You got to have other ways to make money and not just Tariq, but Tariq should not be the only source of, of, of how they're getting their money right now. So they definitely need to explain that a little bit further, I think, moving forward. But but yeah, let, let's uh, let's hear what uh, Dana has to say about this. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on that, Dana? And you are muted. Hello. We can't hear you. I remute myself. Hello. We no? can hear you now. Okay, sorry. It's a double muted thing. That's what happened. Um, what happened? Um, in regards to Monet's character, I don't understand what's going on with her. Um, also, another thing that I noticed that was kind of weird. Remember when she took the phone from her quote unquote daughter? Because I'm still convinced that's not her daughter. 
and that there's something else going on. She's really paranoid about the phone. Remember when she took the phone away from her? Yeah. And then her phone was blowing up, she said, because um, Tariq needed more product. And it was the brother that was calling. And then she got mad at her for not answering the phone, even though she doesn't have the phone in her possession. Because (laughs) when they took the phone. Yeah. (laughs) What the heck is going on with this character? Uh, I think she was mad that he was calling the sister instead of calling her, I think. But, but then, either way, she, she she's she's way too controlling though. Like I, I don't understand. And it kind of exp- it kind of hinted that she was controlling, but it didn't hint as to why. So other people felt that she was controlling as well, but we never fully got that explanation as to why she was controlling. And I feel that they're dragging this out, and I don't think that the answer is going to be something that is of great significance, which further frustrates me. Um. But in from what we've seen so far, I still don't know what her end game is. Why is she so determined? The whole family still continues along this drug path. I don't know who she owes. Is it like is there like a king of all kings when it comes to king drug pinning, and that's who she owes? Because it's it's just a very weird way how she's acting. It's extremely paranoid and this kind of like hint of desperation. And the whole thing of, you know, controlling Tariq, is she like this with everyone? Because I just, I don't understand why she seems so laser focused on Tariq. I know it's, you know, for the storyline overall to drive the story, but her character just does not seem to be something that's fully fleshed out. And she's coming across as being half crazed. Yeah. Yep, I agree 100% with everything you said. Um... I don't understand the character either, I, and, 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 and as and as for her having this relationship with the other cop, for all we know, uh, when Lorenzo was what you know was out of prison, he could have cheated on her, and maybe now this is her getting back at him. Uh, but, that's, but that's petty. It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, really? Yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot more they have to explain with the character. I agree a hundred percent. But but you know, yeah, it's. It's a little ridiculous, but I, I just don't like how now everything is reliant upon Tariq. And then you see at the end of the episode, Lorenzo sends the text and say, yes, you're, well, he sends it to Tasha and says, yes, so your, your son bought himself another day. It's like they're, they're trying to convince Tasha they have full control over Tariq, that he's in danger. When in actuality, Tariq is the one that's making all the money. So I don't I, I really don't understand that there's more of an explanation. But for them to be solely reliant on him to bring in their money, that just doesn't seem like it makes any kind of sense from a it business standpoint. Feels like it's another Tariq ploy. Remember when he faked his own kidnapping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's purposely setting this up because it just is coming out of nowhere. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand what the, the whole purpose is. And it, even though, you know, Tasha being in jail, I know that we have to have her do something. <laughs> you can't just have her off screen Even though I would be fine with that But they want to include her physically In the show So I feel that this is only something that is to drive Tasha, I don't know, crazy Or do something with her storyline Because it's kind of floundering Yeah she, you, you, I don't feel the show physically needs Visually we don't need to see her At the moment I agree And I guess that their explanation would be Well, she has to figure out who was spying on her in the jail 
is the other guy that was uh that but works for Lorenzo. Yeah. The whole time, and she's like, "I'm gonna beat that girl." <laughs> and it's like, no, it's the white guy who keeps staring at you in the corner. They even make that so obvious that it just further drives me more insane. <laughs> I don't know what. That's a parallel of real life, to be honest. But um, he's saying, he's saying the the, the the parallel is the man is watching you all the time. You know, that's what you're saying, Gary. The man is always yeah, there. Exactly. The, the man is always watching. You, you think always you think watching. it's you think it's the 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 guy across the street, but no, it's 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 the man. It's, he's he's the one that's always watching. But yeah, um. But yeah, like I, I agree with what you've been saying, uh, Dana. And my thing is like, because um, Monet kind of had this mystique about her mm-hmm. um, in you know the, the early parts of the season and everything. But she's quickly losing that mystique now. And she's I think, losing it all. Yeah, I, I think it's because like we don't know what her motivations are. Like her mo- her motivations have to be bigger than just she wants to sell drugs like it it has to be something more like it has to be more than i want to sell all these drugs and control my family and that and that's what i'm about like what what else does she want in life and she an informant mm, that um Uh, she could be like an informant and that's why it's so this desperate need for whatever it is to, to happen to happen I mean, yeah. I mean, it could be something like that. I, I, I think that there has to be something more going on, and I hope that it's something smart and intelligent that we're just not seeing right now. That, but I, I just hope that they have some kind of grand plan for for the character because well, at the moment it's it's just I, very one dimensional. But I, 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 you know, I think as Dana said that it will be a letdown ultimately when they reveal it. Uh, it just feels that way, but yes, let, let, let's just go ahead and assume that Monet has a thirst for power, and she's so <laughs> power hungry that she just has to control everybody. Because I, I know they had that scene again when she revealed that she did the deal with Tariq, and then Kane Kane asked her, "Hey, I thought we work we, we always work together, Mom." She says, "No, I'm playing my position. You need to play yours. You're the person that beats people up. I'm the one." That box orders and tells everybody what to do. So there definitely has to be more to that character than that, though. There has to be more to it. It wouldn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see. I hope so. Um, and do do we know how many episodes this season is? Is it ten episodes? Ten. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, so they have a lot of time. Uh, of course, we have the break coming up. So. Uh, this might get dragged out a little, but yeah, I, I just hope there's um, there's something more going on that we're just not privy to right now, because uh, it's it's starting to worry me, you know, how it's progressing. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, episode four, the prince. So, um, did you guys have any you know final thoughts that you wanted to touch on with the episode before we uh, wrap things up? This was a much slower episode <laughs> compared to the other episodes, and um, I hope we don't repeat that. Uh oh, 
Yeah, let's so, kick things off again in the next episode. So let, let, let me just make two quick comments. One, one will be a, a shocking revelation, so just be, be, be prepared for that. The first one, I, I, I find it funny how, and I have to commend Courtney Kemp, where you are still finding a way, even though this show is about to reek, we are still finding a way to talk about Ghost and Tommy. And the fact that Tariq, how he found that gun at the laundromat. Yes, this is where the stash was that Tommy and Ghost had. So it, it's funny how you can still get away with talking about Tommy, even though he isn't on the show yet. So we'll see what happens with that. And the other comment I want to make. I know that uh, we have all had our fair share of uh, complaints about the sex scene. I just want to let you both know, as well as everybody that listens to this show... There is an episode coming up of the remaining six episodes called Sex Week. So my assumption is that you're going to see a lot more sex. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up because I, I was looking at the title of the episodes. That's one of the titles coming up. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> They're going to have some uh, sexual education at the school or something. It, it pro- probably that's what it is. Although they should already know that if they in college, you should already know what what what, what the deal is with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's interesting. I can't wait to see that episode. Uh, <laughs> it will probably be a bunch of things I don't want to see. But yeah. Um, so, like, uh, did you guys watch the um, you know the preview of the next episode? And uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Because for me, it kind—it of, was kind of a blur. I can't really think of anything that stood out. Uh, but um, would you? Would you uh, think, Rich? The only thing I have to say—they emphasize. Uh, I believe the episode is called "The Gift in the Maji." Mm-hmm. Um, so, if 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 anyone has read that book, maybe they might know get an idea as to what's going to happen or what the story is about. But all I know is that Tariq's 18th birthday. Um, because they made mention of that, and, and obviously, because they had in the preview, Tasha called them, said, oh, I wish I could have done something with you today, but obviously can't do that. Um, and it just looks like what they are really planning, because at the end of that preview, it just says, you know, you don't want to miss what happens next. You'll be surprised about what happens next. So something major is going to happen in the midseason finale. I have no idea what that is. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I guess a character may get in trouble, a character may get killed, or something to that extent. But uh, I look forward to seeing what it is. I just don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, um, I look I look forward to it. I will say that much. So we'll see. Ooh, character death—that would be interesting. Uh, what, <laughs> Hi. What do you think, Dana? The gift and the magi. Those who have not read it, um, it's basically about a young couple. Who had to sacrifice everything they have in order to give each other the best Christmas gift ever? So, so it's about yeah. So are we going to see Christmas in this episode? No. The point is, is that you have to sell all of everything that you have in order to sacrifice to get what you want. In order okay. to make each other happy, you don't concern yourself about your own happiness. So it could easily be about Tasha having to sacrifice something uh, for her son. And since right now there are random people who are wanting who wanting to kill Tariq, maybe she has to sacrifice something of great value, not literally money or possessions, but something of herself in order for that to happen. 
Okay. Yeah. That, Makes that's, sense. That's deep. It's deep right there. So yeah, I uh, can't wait to see that. Um, I am, you know, going back to the, the voice clip we played from Robert. I am quite upset that there is going to be a, a, a mid-season break because, you know, I, I was I was really enjoying recapping these shows. So um, if we got to take a break, that's uh, kind of not cool. But um, hey, you, you got to do what you got to do. I'm sure they have good reasons, you know, with the pandemic and everything. They probably had to... You know, they probably had to struggle with the recording of the show and everything. So, um, so it makes sense in that regard. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of a shame that the break is that long. But hey, what are you going to do, right? Um, even the NBA was affected. So, you know, uh, but yeah. So um, I want to give a big shout out to, you know, Robert Silva, Rainy J. Angelwood and you know everyone who has been a long term listener of the Powercast everyone who comments and uh, participates and everything uh, we've even had some new listeners reach out to us with some feedback and comments and you know we are very open to the, the feedback and the responses and everything so do do reach out to us let us know what you think let us know your theories and you know your thoughts in general uh, we love reading all of that stuff um, and we appreciate it and uh, real quick I just want to say you know check out thecoalition.com because we do have a lot of different types of content from entertainment, TV, movies, video games, um, wrestling even and actually next week I believe uh, we're having a, a show dedicated to The Walking Dead um, so if anyone is interested in that show you know, we're, we're going to have something on that too. So definitely look out for that. And um, I want to um, hand over to, you know, um, Dana and Rich real quick just to get some shout outs. So Dana, any shout outs before we get out of here? Shout outs to everyone who's been listening to us. Yay! All right. And how about you, Rich? Yes, I would like to give a shout out to Dana and Gary. Um, Another another very good uh, discussion. So I'll be very curious to see what all the listeners think. And yes, of, of course, to everyone that supports us, thank you for the continued support. Uh, hopefully, you find all of these uh, podcasts uh, entertaining. Um, and please feel free to leave your comments on what you think about this episode as well. And uh, hope everyone stays safe. And we look forward to next week's show. Indeed, indeed. And, you know, we are on Spotify, we're on iTunes, um, and we're trying to actually get some other places too that are having podcasts. So, yeah, um, we, we are in your favorite place right now. So definitely, you know, check us out on those platforms if, if that's what you prefer. Um, the, all the comments tend to come in on YouTube, though. So, you know, if you want to leave us a comment, you can either um, head over to the YouTube and drop a comment, or you can even do so on the website. Or, you know, um, you know, you can send in a voice clip. That email address, again, is gary at thecoalition.com. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. And I wish everyone a, a good week. Stay safe, everyone, because, you know, it's uh, the autumn is here and the temperature is changing. Um, at least it, it is here. I, I don't know about America, but um, over here, the temperature is changing. And, you know, flu season is coming, so... Everybody yep. be careful. Make sure you take precautions. Uh, so take care of yourselves.
So peace out, everyone. Have a great week.